Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Shooting Breezes podcast. My name is Jackie. And my name is Brad. It is the 27th of May, 2020. And before we go anywhere else, I know all our listeners are waiting with bated breath on the results of your coronavirus test. Ah, I've been leaving them hanging. For, uh, last week, we said you were tested. We didn't give the, the results. What were they? I am negative for negative. COVID-19, so celebrations are yes, underway. lucky, but uh, recognising that not everyone is as lucky. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, sorry if you have coronavirus. Um, <laughs> it's a hell of a illness. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect sentiments. It's, it's, it's no, I mean, it, it, it genuinely is terrible. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, do you have a question for me, Brad? I, I do. And Excellent. I've managed to come up with a space-related one. Space! The final frontier. Um, so I was thinking, if you had to go to Mars, because yes. we've been watching the new series of Mars, Mars on Netflix. Mars, Netflix show. So it's a good I, one. I don't know if that's what prompted this, one. but it, mm-hmm. it most likely is. <laughs> no were, relation whatsoever. If you were jetting off to Mars on some sort Ooh, of expedition, okay. mm-hmm. um, we'll say, you know, three years minimum three time you'll be minimum. away for. Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty standard. It's like nine months there, nine months back based on current sci-fi rocket yeah, ships. Yeah, like, <laughs> Im- like uh, the commute it's, would just be a killer, right? Yeah, like you've got to stick around for at least three years to make that worth it. I know. And I, I don't see how anyone can do that with kids, right? It's just... Yeah, it's, that'd be really it's hard. So hard. Really hard. But then again, like if your whole career is focused on, you know, space exploration and like that's the pinnacle, mm. like what do you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. That's tough. Do you say no? Okay. Uh, All right. I don't know I'm how there. they do it. But, I'm, um, I'm on my way to Mars. Okay. You are allowed to take one personal item with you, mm. but anyway, it's space is limited, as in like space for <laughs> your belongings are limited in okay. space. Um, so, you know, you can only take one item. Just one. Just one. Uh, but you can take it whatever you want. I mean, it can't be, like within reason, it can't be like a, a gold a- nugget or something because it's you got to think about what So you can't but, take like a table chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could take maybe a fold up table, an IKEA table chair or something. Assemble it when you get to Mars. No, if I'm going to take a chair, I'm going to take the most comfortable chair I can think of. It would be as... weird to take a chair to okay. Mars. I think is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm a little bit offended that it that it's just you think it's the awful idea. Well, what if I, you really I love imagine, a chair? I, well, I imagine NASA probably has already come up with pretty decent yeah. chairs, and you know, let them put that into their own catalog. You okay. you come up with your own personal okay. item. So, I mean, the obvious one is photos, some kind of photographic video evidence mm. of of my family and my life. <laughs> Question though, mm. do do they have access to the cloud at Mars? In no, Mars? You, I will say, I mean, I, I don't know what would happen, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll say yes, you do. You can okay. have access to the cloud. So if I have access to the cloud, then that's out because I can I can get my photos and videos on the cloud. If I didn't, it would be like some kind of um, media drive that would have videos. Because yeah, I think like I, videos I, are really special because like I always look at videos on my phone. Yeah, um, and they just take you back. Yeah, they're really cool. I think that's a good answer. I, it would be less uh, so like videos for me, and more, and more just movies. I think movies. Like, well, you, you're gone for three plus years. Like that's a lot of time. 
Like you, you know, you need. I don't think of like personal home videos. Not yeah, but I said the clouds there. So like, you know, let's assume you can get that what in the cloud. What movie can you are you going to bring? If the you're going to bring one, The like, Martian. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Just in case, I'm going to take a lesson. Just from in Watney. case, um, if it's not, if I've got the cloud and I don't need to waste it on precious uh, photos, some kind of like small tactile object, like a little puzzle or a something that I could just hold in my hands. So like an inception item, like you, yes, no one, no one like else knows. Like a token that <laughs> I just like, that I just like walk around the base, just like, like without those, even knowing, I'm just tuck, touching that, it in you my know, hand. You rotate in your palm. I, I could never do that. I don't think I have big enough palms you for those. You can get smaller balls. Okay. <laughs> well, the ones that I've tried, it's yeah. really difficult. Yeah, okay. Um, but I can understand why that would improve your dexterity. Mm. Um, but it would be something like that, It'll like a little even, token. I, I think that's a completely wasted thing. What? Surely you could find something tactile in, like when you get there, maybe. Like it's, it it's could be a dirt. rock. Yeah, a there's rock. rocks. A rock a is tactile. Rock. A space rock. Okay, no. No, you're, you're, you're taking Okay, what, a, are you, what are you bringing? I'm not, it's not, throwing it's, it back it's, onto it's you. It's not okay. on me. It's not on me. All right. That's not how we work. That's true. That's true. Okay. But okay. Tactile. <laughs> I, I like it. Maybe a little like Maybe. a Chinese puzzle, like a little puzzle box. You, okay. But you'd get so sick of that, wouldn't you? By the... A little bit. Once you figured it out, it would be, it would feel a little bit like a waste. Mm. Mm. No, okay. it, well, well, I'm, I'm putting it on those little rotating palm balls is what you're taking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super happy with it, but all right. No, I get it. Anyway. It's I, exactly I, what I would threw, happen, I actually. Yeah, you, you'd... I would panic, and then the last minute I'd, I'd go on eBay and buy those balls, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, no, this is the best idea ever. And then... You'd get them, and like a day seven later, days later. You would, before you even actually got on the spaceship, you'd be like, I'm so sick of these balls. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was my question, Jackie. Yes. Um, I believe we're still doing the quiz. It's one Trivia. Yeah, our Trivia. listeners uh, have been waiting all week for this to see if I can, who will go okay. one up. For two weeks in a row, one of us has tested the other on trivia. And none of us have actually won, one all. Have, have gotten all the answers right. Yeah. I mean, we've started a high, <laughs> at a high <laughs> level it, of difficulty. As it should difficulty. be, I think. Like, this isn't just, you know, your times tables. Okay, I wanted to, I'm hoping there's a bit more chance here for you. Okay. <laughs> Um, Is it 50 50? Because that no, would no, no. introduce a lot more chance for me. What, am I, what number am I thinking between one and two? No. I was thinking of talking about twin movies. Do you know what twin movies are? Movies about twins? No. Okay. It's a good try. Uh, I'll give you that. Is that was that the first question? No. Twin good. movies are this phenomena that um, two different film production companies will release two movies in the same year or across, you know, within 12 months and they're strikingly similar. I already know of one. They're strikingly similar. So they're either quite close in plot or the the main concept of the movie. Why do they do that? Is that a premeditated decision? So there's a couple of reasons that people point out to. Um, One say that um, before a production company kind of takes on a script, that script writer will be shopping around that script to various production oh, companies. And someone will steal it. So yeah, I can so, do a better job than ah. Uh, yeah, that, that's so totally the reason. They won't. They won't buy the script no, and take on the writer. But the see the idea will germinate in in their mind, and then they'll they'll pursue something very similar. Executive bastards, right? And then um, and then some people say it's due to. Um, movement of like execs and staff throughout all the production companies. So there is like cross germinating of ideas. Yeah, okay. or Some people ideas. say like yeah. in, like uh, 
what is it called? Industrial es- espionage. espionage. Yeah, corporate espionage where someone hears that someone's doing a, a movie on Leonardo da Vinci and they're like, no, we should do a movie on Leonardo da Vinci. Mm. And the reason why they um, um, they, this phenomenon where it's like within 12 months of each other, it's that because they they hear about it, you mm. know, so that so the two production companies hear that the other one has a very it's similar competitor, and then it's a race. Ah. It's a race to get it out. This is great. They and should make a movie about this, and another company a, should make a fa- movie about the same isn't thing. Isn't it? I think it's great, I, and I like the. I'm, I'm guessing the game. Can I guess the game. Yes. You're gonna give me one title, and then <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with the other title. Close. I'm gonna give you the year and the synopsis. That's like what's shared between them, and you have to give me. Both movies. Oh, if wow. you get one movie, you get one point. If okay. you get both movies, you get three points. Snap. All right. I'm up for that. How many points to win? Have you calculated that or are we no. just swinging it? I feel like we could just feel right. it. Okay. I like that. Okay. I'm <laughs> going to give you one uh, uh, to our listeners as a like a an example. Mm. So. It better um, not be the one. There's only there's one that comes to my mind. <laughs> so in So the year is 2004. Think of a romantic comedy. This is going to be the one that comes no, to my no, mind. No, no, no. About the rebellious daughter of the President of the United States. That's the same synopsis of two movies in 2004. The first one was Chasing Liberty, which had Mandy Moore Haven't as the seen starring it. rebellious daughter. Okay. And the second movie is called First Daughter with Katie Haven't Holmes. Seen it either. But okay. crazy that that's like. Katie Holmes was in it. Yeah. Oh, she's the daughter. So that, okay. it's crazy that it's exactly the same storyline, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Let's start with the year 1998. Okay. Asteroid. It's an asteroid thriller. I'm going to get in a deep impact. Oh, you didn't even let me finish, <laughs> well, it was, but it I was, love it. Was, it was 98 That's and an right. asteroid. That's, That's right. And in both, astronauts are dispatched to tackle comets, which are on a collision course with Earth. So Very that's, well that's, done. That's three, three points. points. Three I, sh- points. I should get an extra point there for, it's just, no, it was, it was too easy. I like how we're starting easy. Okay. Two, uh... 2006. Okay. We're going. We're going. Um, we're getting more and more recent. Okay. Nineteenth okay. century magician defeats professional and romantic rival through what appears to be true magic. The Prestige. Yes. Um. Uh, I can't think of a of his competitor to the Prestige. Is there is there more hypnosis to come? No. Okay. Um, Shall I time you out? Yeah, time me out. The Illusionist with uh, Edward Norton. Right. I didn't actually see that one. The Prestige was awesome though. Christian yeah, Bale. so people, I think people mostly say that the Prestige is, is the better is one. Is the better one. Oh, I missed one. Sorry. Okay. Um, oh, I missed a couple. <laughs> well, that's the way um, it works, isn't it? Yeah. 1998. Okay. We're going back to the 90s. Computer animated film about insects. The, a Bug's Life and Ants. Yes. There well we done. Go. Three yeah. points. Okay. Um, so what are you up to? Seven. Okay. Um, so they both, those animated films both star a non-conformist ant who falls in love with an ant princess, leaves the mound and eventually returns as a hero. You ants, can say ants, that about both movies. Ants was a great movie. It was, and because and it, it came out, I don't know, like one studio won that competition, A Bug's Life. Yeah, Pixar. But if you watch both, I think Ants is by far the better movie. Mm, mm, maybe history will agree with you. Um, okay. So now we're all the way up to 2011. All right, we're getting close. All right. I should be better at these because I, you know, they're more yeah, recent, right? I think you'll I think you'll do well. Romantic comedy about friends no having No strings attached. And 
and um, Friends with Benefits. Nice. Well, that was the one that Ten I was thinking points. at the start. I was just waiting for the rom-com That's right. to come Both out. were about friends having casual, non-romantic sexual relationships. I'm feeling good about and this. And eventually go fall in here. love. Yeah. Quick trivia fact. Okay. So... Oh, I, I, yes. Okay, you go. So, I I in No it. Strings Attached, it was Ashton Kutcher. Yep. As one of the leads with Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. And in Friends with Benefits, it's Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. So Ashton and Mila are now married. Yep. So I wonder if they talk about it. Do you think they talk about it? Yeah, and they'll have a competition. Like, my movie was so much better. <laughs> the Natalie Portman movie was the, the better out of the two, if anyone's interested in going and looking at them. Okay. I like how you're giving your reviews as mm. we go on. I've got three more. Okay. Okay. 2013, action film about terrorist attacks on the White House. Uh, yeah, I, I know that this, um, there was Gerald Butler in one, White House Down. White House Down, that's correct. Uh, but I, I think Gerald Butler was in the other one. Oh, was he? Yes. Um, you might have to time me out. Something like, I don't know, presidential election. I don't know. <laughs> what, what is it? Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Yeah. But you got one. Well okay. done. Okay. Okay, 2015 slash 16. So mm-hmm. this this was still within 12 months, but over um, two calendar years. Man stranded in space on a mission to Mars must figure out a way to survive. So what year? 2015-16. So the, the Martian. Correct. Because a man stranded on a way to Mars. Mm. It's not going to be, um, do I get like multiple shots? Is this? Um, you get one shot. Uh, interstellar? No, it's, it's actually called Approaching the Unknown. I haven't seen it. Is it, yeah. it must be, is it good? I don't think it got great reviews. No, okay. Well. Um, Luke Wilson is in it. Right. <laughs> so that might give you an indication. Is Oh, that's Owen Wilson's brother? Yeah. Yeah, he, I like him. He's oh, okay. in old school. There you go. Yeah, okay. okay. Maybe we should put that on the list to watch. Okay, last one. All right, I better get this. 2018 slash 19. The world comes under attack from terrifying creatures... Who hunt their human prey by sound? Okay, um, really like this. Uh, a quiet place. Correct. By Kr- is it? What's his name? John Kransky. Yes. Um, a quiet place, and is it the Netflix one? Bird. Um, so that's funny because Bird Box came out the same year. Very similar concept, but instead of sound, you couldn't see them. Right. Right. But there's actually another one where they hunt by sound. Okay. A quiet place and um, don't make a sound. Lesser known. It's called The Silence. The Silence. Okay. But funny, hey? Very funny. I think you How'd won. I, go? I think I, I, think I, you I totally won. think I deserve a you point. You got way more than I thought you do, and no. I thought you would, and I think that's how we judge it. Okay, cool. So Two to Brad, two one to, to one. Jackie. All right. okay. I, I liked your game. It was a really good one. It's my turn next week. Okay. What, what sort of led you onto the twins movie thing? How did, you, how did that come about? I don't know how my mind works. <laughs> no, it just why. does. Well, I'll figure it out one day. Um, okay, I've got news. What's been interesting you this week? Okay, so um, a story coming out of Europe. I'm going to say Norway. I like But it. you just, know how I get those Scando countries <laughs> all mixed up. Yeah. Uh, a grandma has been taken to court uh, yes. um, by her, her daughter and her daughter's now ex-husband, so two plaintiffs, um, and has been forced following the court decision, to take down pictures, photographs that of of her grandchildren, mm-hmm. of her daughter's child, that she had placed on Facebook and on Pinterest. Yep. And I think this is an interesting one because it touches on so many things like 
putting um, social me- like putting children's minors pictures on social media, which a lot of us do, mm. um, and it kind of talks to their privacy. Yeah. But um, also, what's interesting is that this was um, the this decision was made um, because it was found to be a against the GDPR, the which GDPR. is the General Data Protection Regulation, which is, is the, the, European, the European yeah, privacy okay. laws that um, that look at the, and it works kind of extra jurisdictional, which means that any European citizen anywhere in the world, if if a company or a corporation or even a person such as this grandma mm. processes um, a, a European Union citizen's data in a way that infringes upon their privacy, then that person will be in contravention of the GDPR. Okay. So it's quite, uh, it's quite it's a, a broad, it's a broad, yeah. um, quite, a, a, quite a, um, a new, I guess it's, a, it's two years old actually, GDPR. Just, and just this is, I guess, recently. one of the most public, um, testings of the new so, law. So, uh, so there's been, uh, lots of different court cases under GDPR, um, Google was had a had a huge fine um, under under GDPR contravention. Um, it's I'd say it's more it's more leaning towards those large corporations and mm. and how they process the data because that's what, that's what I think at, that's what right. it's aimed at. It's like so this is an unusual kind. I of, think so, but okay. it's this case showed that it doesn't have to be Google. It doesn't have to be Facebook. It can be the um, it can be pointed at um, a single. Individuals. <laughs> what do you think um, about the actual ruling? I, I've definitely leaned one way. Do you? Well, how do you lean? Well, against it. Uh, you, no, against, as, it. against like against what the grandma did, like for oh. for the decision. Because if like regardless of what you think as a grandparent, like you kind of have to take on what the parents wish for their kid. And yeah. if, a, if parents are concerned about their privacy of kids being online and photos being online. You have to go with that. And the same same goes for parents. Like if your kid is ever raising, you know, issues about you getting, like your parents putting photos of you online and then you have to go with the kid and say, no, we won't do that. Interesting. Because a, a bit of context around this court case, okay. um, I'll put it at the outset that I agree with you, but a um, bit of context. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if you change your mind right, with we'll the context. See. So um, as part of the context, apparently, allegedly, I, I don't know if this is... True facts. Um, the the daughter and the ex husband were um, there was a court case about custody, mm. and during the court case custody, the grandma, the the child was visiting the grandma. So the grandma, I don't know if the grandma had custody, but the grandma was certainly um, felt looking like she after. Was, yeah, felt like she was taking care looking, of the kid during the that time. Taking care of the kid during the time. The daughter and the grandma were estranged. They hadn't. They don't have a good relationship, or they they had a breakdown in their relationship. And the daughter and the ex husband had asked the grandma multiple times to take it down. Yeah. Uh, before taking it to court. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine that they would. And <laughs> at which point, like, if you're any reasonable person, you'd just be like, okay, I'm yeah. going to take it down. And and again, it hasn't changed my opinion at all. Mm. Regard like even if she had full custody, mm. like if anyone's kind of raising concerns about you know the parent the child being online, mm. like the only reason like you look at the reason why the grandma's putting those photos online on Facebook 
it's because she's showing off. Like that's all it is. It's it's <laughs> it's an egotistical thing. It's Maybe, yeah. Like the, she's trying to get something out of it, and the yeah. kid is the content. There's no real intrinsic benefit to the child. No, if it was like a custody thing, and the grandma wanted to see her see yeah. her kid, like you know, a couple hours a week, completely different story. Yeah. But you know, she's doing this for her own self interest, mm. not for the kid's interest. Mm-hmm. And you know, it should be a no brainer. Yeah. Um. Regardless of this, like putting this particular situation aside. What is your current view on putting pictures of minors up on social media? Because I know, because we have a uh, a two year old daughter, and and before she was born, we vaguely talked about yeah, never putting yeah, we pictures were on definitely online. Of that, of that opinion, um, and I think for a, it took a while for us to, uh, to start putting photos. Yeah, um, and we certainly don't put a lot. No, so there's only oh, a handful. We're, 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 we're definitely on the bottom end of the spectrum, but mm. there's there's a handful of photos. Um, of our daughter online. Mm. Uh, I guess when, when I came around was just like, okay, that's a really cute photo of our daughter. We're curating what we're putting online. Mm. And we're like, okay, we're happy for this to go out to our friends and followers. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not what I think you get, a lot of people criticize is um, parents that, you know, put their whole kind of life, life. online mm-hmm. um, and it's not so curated and, and, you know, it's not just cutesy photos, it's pretty much everything. Yeah, the good, um, the bad, the, the good, ugly. The bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and things that I think the child, when they grow up, might not like being online and at that yeah. point they've got no ability to take them down or it's, or, yeah. know, it's gone too long. Um, whereas, you know, a few photos here and there, uh, I don't think it's as big of an issue. Yeah, I would agree with the curation point. Um, it does concern me, though, that, you know, and for a while now, for at least, what, 10 years, there's a good chance that people being born have, um, you know, uh, a presence, uh, a personal presence with imaging um, online from, mm. from, the, from when they're born. You yeah. know, as soon as, as soon as you're born, first day photos, straight online. Um, and it does concern me, uh, you know, are we taking um, decisions out of people's hands by, by doing that, by, by putting them online before they can even really consciously understand it. Um, and it does, and mostly it concerns me when it's like teenage years and they're doing really stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, at, at which point it's the teenagers that are actually them themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Putting themselves yeah, online exactly. and they uh, don't have the, I guess, ability to the really, judgment, the judgment, the judgment yeah, is the, the word experience and judgment to yeah. know that this may be a limitating move <laughs> to put something online. I am so happy that social media wasn't as prominent right? when I was growing I up. I feel the same. I feel privileged. And mm. that's a bit sad that um, kids born today don't might not have that privilege. It brings me back to GDPR, actually, because another um, spate of cases under GDPR has been about the regulations inclusion of the right to be forgotten which is about um, people taking um, particular browsers and search engines like Google to court to say, when you Google my name, um, the first um, or the first or the first page of results is about this particular thing, which mm. is no longer, um, which is no longer relevant to anything or anyone. Um, I want you to take it down, and yeah. I want you to take it down. I want to be. I want to have the right to be forgotten online. Um, and it's come. Uh, there's been a few court cases. One about um, a previous conviction that uh, um, that the plaintiff had, plaintiff had, and um, it wasn't relevant. And I think it was even. Um, it was uh, overturned or something like that. And it was, um, it was considerably hampering his ability to get like a new job. 
Um, and in that particular case, they found that he was a Spanish citizen um, and living in Spain. Um, that um, there was a bit of back and forth, and Google ended up kind of um, taking the the ruling back to court. But um, the outcome, as of now, is that Google um, the Spain the mm. Spain. Um, Domain portion of Google, yeah. the Spain, yeah. the Google Spain domain, with the .en or yeah. whatever it is, if you use that and in 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 Spain to search this person's name, then Google Google's algorithms will not um, show bring, the bring the back. results. Mm. But anywhere else, Your you can find it, which is I think is interesting because is that a real is that truly forgotten on a line? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. But I, and I would have thought it, it would be harder to do that sort of thing where you rather than just removing it all across everything, you're only doing it for that area. Um, I guess because you're so, artificially changing like the SEO search engine operating like words that come back. It, 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 um, so Google does it a lot, actually. Well, not a lot, but they do it with different things like, for example, in particular countries, it's um, against the law to um, for particular Nazi propaganda and things to be um, put on for sale and things okay. like that. And so Google's algorithms will ensure that if you are in that country, you won't be able to get those results. Mm. Um, so it's all based on geolocation <clears throat> yeah, okay. and things like that. Um, but it just, it's an interesting one because for me, the right to be forgotten, I think might become an important uh, I think, I think right for people and I think moving it, forward. It, it already is. Like you look at revenge porn mm. um, as, as one of the main kind of things that come up when you're talking about, I guess, forgetting things online. Yeah. Um, and I know in all those cases... Uh, it's extremely hard for you know people to get images taken down, taken down, um, and and and, and yeah, you know, so much so that they've just given up completely. Yeah, um, yeah. But if there was new laws and stuff that enforced, I guess, because you you probably never get it taken down from some websites. Like some websites are very good yeah. at, at keeping content online and. Regardless, you're not going to be able to get that done because, you know, that's safe havening in countries. Sure, they're cached somewhere. That's right. So it's a good point. It's very unlikely that you'll be able to scrub everything from everywhere and, all you know, from every corner of the internet. But that doesn't mean we should give up on on pushing Google to be able to... um, I think if Google can take... To change the results. Yeah, limit it. Yeah. So it's not like there as soon as you Google someone's name. Particularly if it's your own name, like, you know, unless... Yeah, I, I guess when it comes down to legal issues is where it gets iffy. Like if you've been charged with something and it's, you know, well known and, and you know, where's the line on forgetting yeah, but, that sort of stuff? But it's technology enabled. So before the internet, could it, would there be a way for people to find out if you've been charged? If you've, I would say yes. Probably. Yeah. But it was not as Maybe just easy. a criminal records check. It was not as available. No. Yeah. And Interesting. It, yeah, okay. And I think that opens up a whole new can of walnuts, like with the public shaming that the society mm. feels entitled to do today. Whereas previously, like you'd go, you'd serve your time, mm-hmm. you do four years, you come back out mm-hmm. um, and you can start your life again. And, you know, internet makes that extremely hard to do because you've never completely served your time if mm. that stuff's online. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm all for, I guess, this new privacy Yeah, issue. me too. I think... Um, GDPR, it's especially with the two-year anniversary that's just happened this this week. There's been a lot of criticism because it's um, it maybe hasn't produced the results that a lot of people were claiming 
Uh, it would. So for for listeners at home, at home, every time you, you've gone on like a new website in the last kind of 12 months and that thing popped up that asked you to accept particular terms Oh, my God, is this cashes, is why it's that's doing That's GDPR. It. Oh, I hate GDPR. It's so annoying. <laughs> um, and so if you really like actually take the time to read that, it's about accepting um, that that website that you've just, uh, whatever that you've just visited is going to do particular things. So GDPR GDPR is about warning people and giving them um, information about how their um, how their yeah. yeah how their information is processed and used and how long it will be stored it, and how it will be disposed of. But it's just taught people to just click agree well, exactly. on every That's the single thing. thing like, that what, pops what is up. it really doing? If if every website you go to pops up with the same thing, yeah. you're never going to read it. It's a big criticism that it's just literally just taught people muscle memory to press agree to yeah. anything yeah. basically um so it's it's received a bit of flack but i think i mean it, it, it's never going to be perfect especially the first kind of wide-ranging law that that attempts to prioritize privacy over mm. availability and um particular um kind of ad services online i i think it's the future i think it's where that's kind I mean, of I think a it's, look uh, at the future. Yeah, where we want to be heading so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. exciting we'll see what happens from here on. Yeah. Uh, do you have news from this week, I Brad? do. I, I saw something today that um, made me very interested. Um, and that was, and I, we, I think we shy away from talking about Donald Trump mm-hmm. quite a bit on this podcast. Um, and I didn't want to get specifically so much into the President Trump. Trump President Trump. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to get specifically into, you know, the Trump part of this, but kind of more talk about it broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably already have seen it, but it was, um, so Trump has a reputation for uh, tweeting many, many tweets. And, yeah, hundreds of tweets a day. And a lot of them um, uh, arguably are not factually accurate. Um, arguably, yep. <laughs> very arguably. Mm-hmm. Very um, diplomatic, Brad. And he, um, so for the first time, and Twitter has been increasingly coming under, yeah, ever since the 2016 elections, mm-hmm. um, where they let kind of Russian bots just go rampant, rampant yeah. and, and post really, um, just misleading information. So yeah, the, those bots sowed such disinformation and such mm. chaos in, into people's perceptions and it was it's, and masterful it really. really really probably changed um maybe the outcome of the election and it wasn't just twitter it was facebook and a lot of other social media sites mm-hmm. um and so yeah these these social media sites have been coming under increased um pressure to do something about yes. this yep. um and twitter has done a few things um not not many hard moves and they've you know, changed some policy, but they haven't really done anything to Donald Trump specifically mm-hmm. uh, up until today, uh, where they, for the first time, um, put a put a question. Well, I think it's an it's exclamation like flag, mark, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. on on his tweets that um, may be misleading. Um, uh-huh. And so, when you see those tweets, you click on um, the flag, and it redirects you to a Twitter page that provides you more facts and information yes. to help you, I guess, make a more informed decision about mm-hmm. what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, <laughs> President Trump didn't, um, take well. Yes. The tweets were about, were in fact about election voting. Wasn't yeah. It, it was about mail-in Mail voting. voting. That's um, right. And President Trump is arguing that, um, it'll cause, uh, a lot of voter fraud. Yes. Um, so people will, um, 
people will steal votes from mailboxes and yeah, things like that. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, just make fraudulent, send in fraudulent mm-hmm. ballots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that he, he's saying this and the... I guess the party perspective is Republicans don't want um, a mail-in. No, no, not at all. Because they have less likely, I think their voters are less likely to perform that. Um, so Trump, um, you know, was was against that and um, Twitter, you know, put in that, that page um, to let everyone know. Um, and for me, I guess uh, I'm all for this I it, like seeing how so many of people today kind of like they get into their own little social media bubbles mm-hmm. um and I hate to see people make you know political decisions and and, and vote based on information that's mm-hmm. inaccurate and that, that goes both ways that's mm-hmm. that's both left that's both right yeah happens on both sides of the spectrum both sides for sure um so and and, and I, there's not many things that frustrate me more than you know when any politician nominally misleads the public mm-hmm um, and again, that goes for both sides. Mm. Um, so I'm completely for Twitter and hopefully eventually Facebook doing something about this. And mm-hmm. I think they've been really clever in the way that they've gone about it yeah. um, to start with by, you know, not specifically like um, explicitly calling Trump out saying this mm-hmm. is wrong, mm. um, by flagging it and yes. saying there's more information here. And come, just come look at these it, facts. Point, yeah, pointing people to it rather than tweeting back. You know, yeah. a retweet saying this is, you know, Cause, from the founders. Because the Republicans something. are already saying, like, you know, Twitter's obviously um, leaning one way and mm. trying to influence the elections. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's been the, the biggest criticism. Um, <clears throat> so I, I guess Twitter needs to be quite careful in how they do this and how they apply it to, mm. I guess, both every, both parties and mm-hmm. um, not just, you know, American politicians, but politicians everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I struggle to figure out how they can actually do that, like, and how they enforce such a thing. Mm. I mean, that's, you know... Like, do they have a team that's just sitting there reading politicians' tweets that come in, or do they have to get flagged by people? Because I imagine, you know, tweets are going to get flagged by... I wonder. So um, there was um, another President Trump tweet at Twitter story this week. I don't know if you saw it about in the, the lead-up. The why, about the, the Yeah, about the... Uh, there's a conspiracy about a particular... I think it's a governor, Florida governor, <clears> being involved in a... Um, uh, in a cover up and a murder and the and the and the widow of the of the woman who died um put a letter up on twitter um asking for the tweet to be um flagged or i think he was asking for it to be completely taken, taken down, off the yeah. platform because um, there's, it's, no there's, there's, there's no evidence. There's no evidence, and it's actually yeah, contrary it's a... to the coroner's report and <laughs> witness um witnesses that said she was feeling sick. She had a I think she had a heart coronary or something like yeah, that. I don't know too much attack. about the specific details. Um, just... And the and the governor, whoever this representative was, was actually in, in Washington, D.C. at the time. So there's very little evidence to support mm. even like a whiff of this conspiracy theory. Um, and President Trump tweeted about it and, and really offended this widow um, and asked Twitter uh, in a plea to um, as almost to like to preserve it. his wife's memory. And he took it very and he takes it very seriously that um that um, this is actually kind of besmirching her memory. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. And it was a, a powerful letter, and I wondered if this um, this story led to them taking a closer look at well, um, President Trump's yeah, tweets. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they've done something. I, you know, part of me thinks it's like I wonder how 
like what impact it will actually have. Like, you know, America's very divided and people that support Trump are probably never going to click on anything and they're just going to call it fake news anyway. Um, not necessarily. You... Don't I mean, be I, so I cynical. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I, I hope that it causes, yeah. I, I hope at the very least it causes more people, to more think. politicians to, to think about what they're putting on. Critically analyse. That's all that's required, I think. I I agree. I think... I'm just glad that Twitter, as one of those kind of social media giants, is getting in it, like getting in the thick of it, getting so, in so the, the fight. So the new CEO of Twitter is like making a lot of headway and making big decisions mm. um, and getting in a lot of respect lately. Mm. You've probably seen a few of them. Um, I know we spoke recently about how Twitter um, has let all the workforce just never come back and mm. indefinitely, indefinitely stay home. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, this week he um, gave $5 million to... Um, oh, I forget the guy's name, but the presidential elect. Oh, um, Jay, is it James? No. Um, is it Jack? No, not Jack Ma. That's the Alibaba guy. Um, Andrew Wang. Wang. Is it? Yeah, yes. Andrew Wang. Um, the the lead, well, not leader, but um, supporter of UBI. Yes. Uh, Universal Basic Income. So, so he's going to do a study or something or yeah, like that. Yeah. And he's making, Very cool. I think he's, he's done a couple other pretty big decisions recently um, that he's kind of, I guess, Thinking more ethically about Twitter and yeah. and how it wants to, I guess, move and forward. And being a leader, because to be honest, um, we can't ignore the power of these giant um, social media companies because they have so much power. Mm. So for them to take the route of, well, we're just industry. We don't we don't deal with politics. Hands off. This is not our problem. We c- we're way past that. No, it's, oh, way it's just past it. Completely Particularly after the twenty sixteen, where. It, it had such an influence. When, 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 like, so many people is that's their primary news source now exactly. is Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, there is so like they have some responsibility there to make sure that those that information is accurate. Absolutely, um, and so I think this this is a really good sign. Like, I was disappointed when I think it was Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook argued. I think earlier this year actually that you know. Facebook supports kind of First Amendment, so we provide the platform. It's not for us to determine what people use that platform for. I think that's a really it's such a cop out. It's a cop out, P- particularly like Twitter is doing the same thing, but they're not limiting people's ability to mm. you know have free speech. But mm. they're just caveating it by like, well, hey, educate yourself. There's there's more to this picture. Yeah, it's, I think it's ignoring how damaging disinformation and misinformation. Uh, can be. And it's actually, um, for those kind of American companies, it, it cuts to the heart of democratic principles. Like, disinformation and misinformation can erode, you know, America's democracy. And mm. um, and and more, sometimes even to, it's a greater threat than, you know, those traditional threats of, you know, military power and things. It's, it's insidious, insidious, sorry, um, and it's effective. Mm. Um, it's an effective way of eroding um, trust, um, and that's, that's public trust. that's why foreign governments use it in institutions. because it's just, yeah. it's, it's such an easy way to go about, yeah. you know, um, creating public discourse. Yeah, whatever shuffling is going on between government institutions and, and those big media companies, I like I like that it's starting to just grip. Just a few things. Yeah, um, it's starting to grip up. The other, the other thing the Twitter CEO did recently was ban political adverts on the platform. I saw that. Entirely. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So I hope Facebook follows. I hope, suit. I hope Zuckerberg takes yeah takes a page. Yeah, out of he hasn't book. taken he hasn't taken the bait yet. Uh, I think a lot of people thought, you know, as soon as one went down like a domino, others would follow. But there's still time. Yeah. Well, Zuckerberg, if you're listening. <laughs> 
we're not happy. Yes. Uh, we've, we've got some notes for you. <laughs> Just a few pointers. Yep. Um, anyway, so watch that space. It's uh, a good yeah, move good by one. Twitter. And I'm looking for, I mean, Trump has already started his um, tweets against Twitter now. <laughs> um, so yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess, any impact that it has. And, and, and if we notice a change, I, I don't think we'll notice a change specifically from Donald Trump. But, um, yeah, we'll see Who what knows? happens. Uh, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you brought that story, that news story to yeah. the um, podcast because I was tempted um, when I saw it this morning. The, I was like, oh, I've already got the grandma <laughs> time teed up. But I really like Twitter, you know. Well, you, you probably accepted it to in me it. at some point. I was probably sleeping last night and you're like, Twitter, Twitter. Talk about Twitter and President Trump. <laughs> uh, all right. Blue Sky Thinking. Blue Sky um, okay, I've got a topic. Oh, you have a topic. Okay, I do have good. a topic. Um, and it's about, because we've, we've been surprisingly corona-free, just like the start of this episode oh, where we snap. talked about There's been no you COVID, being yeah. free of coronavirus and the podcast has been coronavirus-free. Um, but I thought we would talk about today for Blue Sky Thinking um, what the perfect ratio of work to le- leisure is. Well, obviously, no work, all leisure. No. <laughs> I, I challenge you there, sir, because all, all leisure, no work, you're just, you're marooned off, off in sea and ocean, just tumbling by. Uh, something about just the word leisure it <laughs> makes it sound like an amazing deal. So why I think about this is because, of course, with coronavirus crisis, people are spending more time at home with their family and more time pursuing leisure activities. Cooking. I think cooking bread is a big one. Planting plants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else? What else have you heard? Um, Well, I mean, I I for one have been cooking a lot at home. Cooking. I don't know, like studying more, like there's yeah. like the prevalence yourself. of like online courses mm. and um, has gone up. Arts like, and crafts. Arts and crafts. Yeah. DIY projects. DIY projects is a big one. Um, and also just spending more time with family, spending obviously. Time with the kids. It's a good, it's a good thing. Um, one of the good things to come out of coronavirus. Um, and now that people, companies, industries have seen that, you know, the impossible seems to be working okay, maybe, Mm. there's been more kind of groaning, rehashing of that old question about shouldn't we be moving to a four-day work week Yes, I saw uh, Jacinta Ardern. Beautiful Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinta Ardern, made a comment about it. What a leader. Yeah. yeah. Just privately. Prime Minister Ardern is one of my favourites. She's amazing. She's really good. Um, Just leads with empathy, Mm. you know. So good. What a a good model. Um, uh, And... And I think it's it might rehash that old question of because you know this nine to five this what is it it's like eight hours of sleep eight hours of, eight hours of work eight hours of leisure mm. um, in the day that's that's from what like just after the industrial revolution yeah when traffic the, yeah. wasn't a thing like you'd actually get your eight mm-hmm. eight and eight and then you know that eight hours of work has turned into ten eleven yes. hours with before know, technology else. was bleeding those yes you're, you're totally and, and, right and now you're expected to you know take emails at home and mm-hmm. calls at home and mm-hmm. yeah there's so much bleed there yes um, and so is the system kind of is it all just built on a sandcastle like is are we like living our lives and creating these 
um, routines and habits on a, on something that's completely outdated, mm. that doesn't take in, into account how we use technology, you know, both the good and the bad, the fact yeah. that we can use technology to be more efficient. You know, we don't have to do manual tasks. A lot of us, thankfully, don't have to. Um, and it's more about, you know, using your brain and your analytical skills rather than putting blocks together or whatever it is. Um, and, and the bad, you know, that bleeding of, you know, it's a fast to think that we're working nine to five because we're on our emails for six hours, you know. And who's to say nine to five is like a good thing anyway? Like it's just, you know, it's it's such an arbitrary number. Somebody came up with it. A long time ago. And we're still following it. I I was reading an article earlier this week and it was talking about when Australia first introduced the two day weekend, we went, I think went from one day off Mm. a week to two days off a week. And um, the leader of, I think it was the opposition at the time, um, called it absolutely preposterous <laughs> and that Australia was delusional to think that we and could... we'd go immediately into recession. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Our like economy we would we needed to be ramping up right now. How can we yeah. do with less work? Yeah. And, you know, look how backwards thinking that is today. Yeah. So, you know, the, the same... And so we're only one step away from... People thinking the same. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the same accusations are being made. Like, you know, the, the the common one now is like people are talking about four days a week. If anything, when um, the restrictions ease up, we need to be working more to make up for lost time. I what? Think. Who said that? <clears throat> uh, someone from ANU. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, uh, yeah, obviously That just is, does not seem right. No, it's just silly, right? You just need to, you know... We've created so much opportunity here. We're, like yeah. now is the time to make use of these new um, implementations that have been made mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and move towards a more flexible arrangement. And look, if you know, there's when you talk about four day work, I think that's a good thing to start with. Like let's just yeah. drop a day, mm-hmm. and then there's you know obviously a couple of ways to do do that. Do you push down that you know forty hour working week into four days, mm. um, or do you say no? People should still get paid the same amount but only do four days. Um, and, you know, how you manage that, um, mm-hmm. it's obviously going to be quite difficult. But uh, I think it needs to be like anything. It needs to start with government policy. Do you think it needs to start with government policy? Because <coughs> I had the opposite idea. I thought, well, as soon as, you know, and it's already started slowly, 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 early adopters, as soon as those industry, pl- you know, players say, you know, particular companies say, we've seen how um, we've seen the studies that show that it's actually, you know, makes a happier workforce, makes a more productive workforce when they're actually, you know, time on. Um, We've seen the benefits, the productivity increase, increase, all that kind of thing. We're going to go ahead with four-day week. Uh, weeks and you know a, a spate of com- uh, companies, at least in Australia, have done that. They're the super early adopters, and then eventually it will just kind of tick, 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 tick. I think, tick I think you hope so, but like those early adopters have been, you know, early adopting it for a while now. I know, um, and I think uptake has been slow, and I don't think it's ever going to that through that mechanism anyway get to a point where it'll saturate the market. So I think I I assumed it would because people would be would be choosing. By walking, you know, like and saying, I choose companies that have these kinds of flexible working arrangements. Maybe not like four day a week, but flexibility. Yeah, better flexible um, things. And then eventually the tide of people move, like, you know, using their feet to vote on on what they want Mm. to do with their lives because you only get one life, you only get one time to, you only get 40 years to work, that eventually everyone would have to follow suit. 
Is that naive? No, I, I, I don't think so. And, and when you, you know, put your case forward like that, it, it sounds plausible and realistic like that might eventually happen. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be hard to, you know, get a lot of like all organisations to institute that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, maybe it needs to be bottom and bottom up, top down at some point. As where, with everything, yes. Yeah, the government at some point needs to come and be like, okay, just like, you know, minimum minimum yeah. wage, um, this is going to be a policy yeah. and it's over to you guys to figure out actually how you yeah. implement it. Um, but without that kind of policy implementation mm. to start with, you know, I think a lot of companies, a lot of industries, particularly like the industries that, you know, the workers don't get a choice, like, you know. Yeah. Um, That's true. Those entry level positions where yeah. they just like make you work and make you yeah. work and make you work. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's no shortage of supply, they're not going to make it easy yeah. for their employees. Yeah, you're, you might be right. They, need, they might need that impetus of like maybe not the government saying, because that would be very difficult to, to implement, <laughs> but um, supporting that kind of introduction of flexible working policies through programs, mm. some kind of kickback, you know, yeah, like how, how governments do this all kind of squirrel work in the background to produce some kind of change. Yeah. And uh, look, I'd, I'd love to see us get there. I, I'm cautious. I don't, and you know, yeah, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I, I really wish it does. And I, mm. you know, can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to work four days a week. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess, again. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, you know how like three or four weeks ago we were talking about how, you know, it's the new normal, we're never going to get back. I think there's already this creep back um, yeah. in in uh, media and in um, thoughts and opinion pieces and insights where it's like people are starting to say, no, it's not the new normal. We're going to go back to the old normal more people, than people you People have short memories, they I really guess, do. Um, particularly in today's age. Um, um, I can see, yeah, a year from now things being very back to normal. But you know, you look at Twitter and you look at, you know, Silicon Valley and you know, you're right, they're, they're leading the way. Mm. Um, these new chains of operating now exist. Um, I, I think like inevitably some of these things are going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as, with as New you, Zealand and I think Canada potentially showing us the way, mm. maybe, <laughs> then, and who doesn't want to follow New Zealand and Canada? I, I'll follow them right now. I'll, I'll I'll vote with my feet. I'll yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take a job. You know, if yeah, I mean, if it comes up to that, you know, choosing to work four days a week or five days a week, I think everyone's going to choose the four day option. Yeah. Oh, just the flexibility to be like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna choose how I'm going to be the most productive this week because I know how I'm going to be the most productive mm. this week. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm I'm for a model where you know people tell you this is what you need to do every week and then you do it. And how it doesn't matter how long no, it takes. Exactly. Yeah. You, you pop in to work for a few hours, you do a few hours work from home, you know, you get the job done and you get your money. Amen. <laughs> Amen. On that, shall we finish? Let's let's finish. Um, it's been lovely. Thanks so much for all the feedback from our <laughs> listeners. Uh, we're here every uh, Wednesday-ish, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. depending on when you're getting your podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll be back next week. Catch you then. Bye.